Welcome to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay, fitting it all together to make teaching and learning in the junior grades more accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host, teacher by day, mom of three, and curriculum creator of all the things from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. Welcome to those of you that are here. Thank you so much for joining me. This is going to kind of dig in specifically into one aspect of math, which is math centers. But I wanted to do a training just on math centers because I often get lots of questions about how are you running math centers? What exactly goes in each center? What's that going to look like in the classroom? So Let's dig in and get started on talking specifically about math centers. So just to introduce myself before we get started, in case it's the first time we are meeting, my name is Patty. I am a teacher here in Ontario, Canada. I teach actually in Hamilton, and I teach this year a grade six class. And I also am the founder and CEO of Madly Learning. And here at Madly Learning, we create resources for teachers in grades three, four, five, and six. And it's always our hope that with our resources, we can help teachers to figure out how to fit all of the things that we have to do as teachers, how to fit that together while also creating rigorous lessons that are fun and engaging for students and for teachers too. So that's who we are and what we do. So let's talk about math centers. Okay, so centers in your mathematics classroom. I will start by saying I absolutely love using centers for math. It is probably one of my more favorite pieces of math, and it's not so much because of the centers, but it's because of what centers allows me to do, and that is the flip side of centers, which is the guided math instruction. So because I know as a teacher, guided math is so important and it makes such a transformative change for my students and really helps to kind of move that needle for their math development. In order to facilitate that guided math happening in my classroom, math centers are the ticket and they get to be fun. So let's figure out what they are, how we can use them in our classroom, and what we put inside these centers to make it all work. So into what's in a center. Now, if we remember our achievement chart, so these are sort of the categories of assessment. This, for me, helps to sort of ground what's going to happen in my centers. We know we want to give students a wide variety of experiences that kind of run the gamut of cognitive thinking on that continuum. So we want to make sure that we have thinking activities in our centers, application activities. There's elements of communication sprinkled all throughout all of them because we're not just going to do one communication activity. We're going to sprinkle communication throughout everything. And then we have knowledge and understanding. So we want to have that. So stick with me because it sounds like, okay, <laughs> it's, still, it's still too up in the air. So let's ground it. So just a second. So this is where our math acronym comes into place. That M is going to be your practice questions. They're going to be your simple one-step practice skill-based type questions. They're going to cover your knowledge and understanding type of ideas. Then you're going to have 
Your A center is where we're going to be doing some of that higher order thinking skills with problem solving. So we want to have single step problems, multi-step problems, and open-ended type problems. Not every single week, but like we'll, we'll sort of rotate through those types of problems. We want to have students practicing problem solving because there's also an element here where we can get that social emotional learning piece, choosing tools, the process expectations. All of that can happen in that A center because they're, they're solving problems. So it's a little bit higher order thinking. So your M center is going to be more of your lower level thinking tasks. Your A center is going to be your higher level thinking tasks, your problem solving, word problems, story problems, problems in context, all of that. So now we have the low and we have the high. So your M is your knowledge and understanding, your A is your thinking, and your H is going to be the fun one. The H is going to be your hands-on center. This is where we're bringing in choosing tools and selecting resources. We're going to be getting messy with math. This is going to be your fun center. Your students are going to make a pattern out of linking cubes, just like on the floor in your classroom and take a picture of it with the iPad. And that's like, that's your activity. Make different patterns, build patterns, build pyramids with different colored linking blocks. You're going to create symmetrical patterns with pattern blocks. You're going to build a building out of place value blocks and then count the value of it. And if the unit, if one single unit is the hundreds cube, how much do you have in your building? And you can really just give them an activity, but they're going to manipulate the math with their hands. You can also throw in here some technology activities too. Now, this is where you're going to have some choice. That T and the H centers is where you're going to have some choice. If you are a teacher that wants to have fixed rotations where students visit you once a week, then that, that T center is not going to stand for anything except time with teacher. And they're going to have that built into your rotation. However, if you are a teacher that wants to have more flexible groupings, that T is going to be its own center, which is going to be the technology center where students can play math games. They can start coding and playing with scratch. They can do math manipulatives. I love math manipulatives online. Online math manipulatives are fantastic. So make it into a center, but only if you have enough time to do so. So you're you don't have to have a technology center. You can, and you can squeeze the technology and the hands-on together and make that one center and then have time with teacher as your fourth center. Or you can have four individual centers, your practice center, your problem-solving center, your hands-on in the classroom, touching, feeling, doing math, and then a fourth technology center. I hope that makes sense. But you want to you want to have this variety of activities. One, we do want this technology piece. If you have access to tech in your room, then and you don't have, say, a ton of physical manipulatives, using digital manipulatives is amazing. I highly recommend it. So you've got that math games, Prodigy, Khan Academy, watching videos or even making videos, getting your students to make a video for other students explaining how to do something you've taught them that week is so powerful as an activity. It takes zero prep from you, 
but so powerful for students to be the teacher, to make a video and say, post it on your LMS for your other classmates on how to multiply using the, the box method for multiplication. That's a super powerful activity that is very low prep for you and high bang for your buck for your students. So you have lots of different options here. We're going to skip over this one. So again, you have your M center is going to be your practice center, practicing skills. These are going to just be like, they're not word problems. They're just your practice questions. Could be from a textbook if you want. I don't think I've used a ton of textbooks lately but it could be. We also have problem-solving skills where we really want them to solve problems because then we're really getting that whole gamut of higher-order thinking skills. We want to have guided instruction or a technology center, depending on your needs as a teacher, as well as the fourth one, hands-on application. We really want to give our students time to play with math and to not just think of math as stuff we do on paper. So the hands-on application is a really fun one to be able to do. Robin, I love how you've used the math acronym. So you've got your math facts, you've got at your seat, teacher's choice technology, yes, and then hands-on. So very similar, but I find that this is a really great way for me to sort of ground what I'm thinking, to ground sort of like what belongs in each center. There's sort of rules and parameters of what's going to happen in each one of those centers. So planning those out is going to help too. Just for some examples. So this M, this is an addition task bingo card. So it's a little bit more than just like a worksheet. I mean, it is paper and pencil, but it's also some fun. You can add some communication here because they can play as a group. But Yes, they're practicing basic facts and skills because they're adding three-digit numbers here and they're using the strategies I taught them in class. But we've also sort of put it in the context of a game, which can be fun. The A Center, this is building your own word problems by adding your own numbers, which is an amazing way to differentiate regardless of whether you've got a split grade, a straight grade, you've got lots of needs in your class. When you give students the ability to put their own number in the question so that question makes sense, just the numbers change. If a student's working, if you've got a grade five class and you have a student that's working at a grade two level, you can just tell them to pick a two-digit number under 50. And the word problem still makes sense. Then you got a grade four student who's like a math superstar. And he's like, I want to use a seven digit number. And you're like, go for it, Timmy. Have at it. Have a party. Use the biggest number you can. The problem still makes, well, maybe it doesn't make conceptual sense. But like mathematically, they can still do the word problem, even though the numbers get bigger. So I love open-ended questions where I can manipulate the numbers to differentiate for my students. And then I always like to, for guided math lessons, we've got low, sort of for, a, a not low necessarily like remedial math, but say those students that are at like the D level, they're the, the ones that are self-assessing as being a one, having sort of a reteaching lesson and extension lessons that are going in there and then having quick, easy tracking for that. And then the H Center. So this is just a Connect Four game, but they're doing it with math. So why not build some games and fun into having task cards and things like that that students can do in the classroom that they can do some of the prep for. You're not like 
running around on a Monday morning trying to like find find the school collection of mirrors that are hidden in a back corner of someone's closet that you don't know where they are and you're frantically looking for them for your symmetry lesson. I don't know. Maybe true story. <laughs> maybe. It's too real not to be true. Oh. Oh, and that's why, because that was the end of my presentation. That's why it's not working. <laughs> yeah, finding finding the math manipulatives. I literally we were we had a dumpster. I will tell you a story. We had a dumpster coming to the school. I teach in a school that's almost like a hundred years old. So I think they've done a pretty good job at purging, but like there are some deep dark corners in that school that I'm sure are holding like lots of goodies. So we got a dumpster at the school. So there was sections all through scattered all through the school that we were told to like go save what you want. So I was looking, there was a bunch of books. There was like Harry Potter books. I was like, ah, those aren't going anywhere. Those are coming with me. And then like in behind a group of like textbooks from like probably 20 years ago and these books that were piled on top, like I'm going through them. Isn't there a box of mirrors like in the back deep corner of this cupboard? And I was like, I'm sure there's been teachers that are like, you know what would be really helpful with this lesson? Mirrors. That would have been great. And here they are in the school the whole time and no one knows. So, you know. Anyways, it's always the same thing. Where do they go? They hide in someone's closet, never to see the light of day again when you really need them. So I hope that today's bonus training gave you something to think about for math centers. It, I hope that there was part of it that sort of gave you permission to make your own rules rules that work for you, rules that work for your kids. So when you're thinking like, I really want to do math centers next year. I, I tried it. It was okay. But like next year, like my goal, ma I want math centers to go. I hope that some of this in this presentation today helped you to realize that math centers is a more broader term in terms of what that successfully looks like. And that it's not, you know, if you don't rigidly follow that schedule that you beautifully put on your board after two weeks like that's okay too thank you for listening to the teaching with madly learning podcast replay join me on www.madlylearning.com for more information on all things teaching in the junior grades don't forget you can always catch this show on the madly learning youtube channel see you next week for another replay episode of teaching with madly learning